Welcome to the Girl Means Business Podcast. I'm Kendra Swalls, a former teacher turned entrepreneur and mom of two. As women, we are so much more than just one thing. We're wives, moms, entrepreneurs, side hustlers, and dreamers with goals and ambition. On this podcast, we'll talk about everything from juggling family, work, and fun to making your dreams a reality through simple, effective marketing strategies, all designed specifically for the busy mom who doesn't have a lot of extra time. So whether you're just getting started or already have an established business, there's something here for you. If you're ready to take on the challenge of becoming your own boss and making your dreams a reality, then let's get started because this girl means business. Hey there, and welcome to episode 224 of the Girl Means Business podcast. This week is an interview episode. I am chatting with Brittany Strum, who is a family and newborn photographer. She has over 13 years of experience, and in 2021, she started using her photography background to coach other photographers on how to build a profitable photography business in just less than 15 hours per week. This sounds pretty amazing, right? She's also the host of the Capture the Chaos Photography Podcast, where she shares tips and tricks for photographers to run their business without experiencing burnout. So today, we are talking about her main talking point here, which is the 15-hour work week, and she's going to be sharing all of her tips for how you can be productive and profitable in 15 hours a week or less in your photography business. Now, If you are not a photographer, don't worry. I don't want you to skip over this episode. There's still going to be tons of advice and tips on how you can be more productive and more profitable in your business, even if photography is not the industry that you are in. So Brittany is sharing all of her best strategies specifically for photography, but it will apply to a wide variety of industries. So make sure you give this episode a listen, no matter what your niche or niche, however you say it is. All right. So without further ado, let's get to my conversation with Brittany Strum. Hey guys, I'm excited to welcome Brittany to the show today. Hi, Brittany. Welcome to the Girl Means Business Podcast. How are you doing? Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Good. I'm excited to have you. I'm excited to talk to another photographer and go into all the things about business and and productivity for small business and creative business owners. But before we do all that, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. I know we're both in like the Dallas area. We're both photographers. So tell me a little bit about your kind of backstory and how you got into what you're doing today. Well, first of all, I'm a little bit of a fangirl because I've heard your name around town for a while. So it's really exciting to sit here and talk to you. Um, Well, okay. Me, how I got into photography, who I am, what I am. My name is Brittany Renee. Um, I am kind of a hot mess express. So if I like really mess things up, I'm really, I really apologize in advance because That's I what just editing's for it's all good. I, well, I know, I know, and sometimes I don't even. I'm just like, well, that's life. All right. So I started photography about 13 years ago. Um, I lived in Hawaii at the time and I got a camera. I I saw a girl who was doing photography and I was like, that looks easy. So I bought a camera and I was very wrong about it being easy. (laughs) You know, I did the whole charge $60 for a session, you know, run myself ragged over, over time. Um, (laughs) photography wasn't my full-time job. Um, until let's see, 2016, I think is when I quit my full-time job. So when I was in Hawaii, I didn't have, I hadn't finished college. I came back to Texas, finished college, got a full-time job, 
did all that, decided I wanted to stay home, um, quit my job and be a stay-at-home mom. And that lasted for about three months. Um, Being a quote, stay-at-home mom was not for me. I can't not stay busy. I like to be moving. And so photography started picking up for me then. And it really just grew into something really incredible that I didn't even know photography could be. Because at the time, I had no intention of making it like a real job because I didn't know it could be a real job. And it just kind of started picking up and building. And I learned a lot of really good lessons. And I I learned not to charge $60 a session. (laughs) Um, I had my third baby and realized that I just could not keep on working the way I was and eventually had to kind of start chilling out, raising my prices for sure. And just figuring out how to balance life with three kids and a photography business that I didn't ever mean to have that kind of grew out of, I guess, my love for it and loving to stay busy. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's a lot of people. I mean, like the idea of Oh, I want to work for myself. Oh, I want to start this business. And then you get into it and you're like, oh my gosh, like there's that, what's that? Um, there was a video going around for a while that was like, I didn't want to work a nine to five anymore. So I quit my job and now I work 24 seven. And like, that's so true. Like we think we're going to have all this time, but mm-hmm. when you work for yourself, when you run your own business, like it does become a 24 seven thing. I mean, I know I've spent many late nights editing or emailing clients and Luckily, I learned like the schedule for later button so that I'm not actually emailing them at like, you know, two o'clock in the morning when I think of something. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think it can become really this obsessive, overwhelming thing because we're like, oh, we don't have a clock in, clock out time. Um, and so mm-hmm. let's just do this all the time. My husband used to make fun of me. He's like, you work more than I do. And I was like, yeah, that's probably true. But also, I'm starting to make more than him now too, but I'm also starting to work less than him because, you know, I got tired of that. I hate staying up late at night. I hate not getting to nap and missing things that the kids, I mean, I don't like missing the stuff my kids are doing. I like to, um, you know, be there for them. I like to, the PTA mom being at the school and not having to run my life around work all the time. That that's not that's not what I would wanted to do, but I was doing yeah. it for a while. You know, I did that thing, yeah. and then I started figuring figuring out that it didn't have to be like that, and that was kind of magic when I started realizing that. Yeah, I, I it's it's a game changer. And so, how old are your kids? Nine. Oh yeah, nine, six, four. They all just had birthdays, so I'm having to get used to the new <laughs> the new ages. Same. Mine are eleven and seven. I'm like I have to remember to say eleven and seven and not ten and six. Right. Um, which odd numbers are for whatever reason harder to say. I think in the even even ages. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> but yeah. So same thing. Like I and for me it was when I quit teaching to run my business full time. Mm-hmm. I had a one year old at home. My oldest one had just started kindergarten, and then I had a one year old. And I kept thinking like, oh, I'm going to have all this time. It'll be great. And then I realized that, no, I was actually working so many more hours. And mm-hmm. then on top of that, trying to be you know involved with her and active with her and trying to do the whole like kindergarten mom thing. And then I was kept telling myself, okay, well, when both kids are in school, then I'll have all this time. Yeah. And that was the other lie I made <laughs> for myself. I was like, oh yeah, I'll, they'll both be in school. I'll have like from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. It'll be great. I'll have all this time. And for whatever reason, time goes faster like, I, I think there's some scientific proof here. Like, time goes faster when your kids are not at your house. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't understand how it works. But, like, my day is already almost done. My kid, my yeah. kid's about to be out of school soon. And I'm like, what I, What have I done today? I mean, yeah. I did things. You know, I went right. to Target. I took a walk. I edited yeah. a little bit. I mean, I got some stuff done. It's been pretty productive. But still, like, it's going fast. 
Yeah. But that's the thing I think like what you just said is a good point of, and we'll probably get into this when we talk about like how to be more productive in your day. But I think a lot of times like we have this idea of like, oh, I have all this time or, oh, I did so much today. But then you really look at like the things you were doing and you're like, wait a minute, I spent an hour and a half like updating my website. And I'm doing that in air quotes because that's one of the things I hear a lot of like photographers are small. They're like, well, I just need to update my website and that'll get more people coming in. No, it's not. Sorry. Love you. Your website's great. You don't need to spend an hour and a half updating your website to get more traffic to your business. Um, so when you really look at like, how am I spending that time? A lot of times it's like a rude awakening of like, oh, I really didn't accomplish hardly anything today. Anything. Well, yeah. I will say there are some times that you do need to update your website, you know, like get some well, of those yeah. SEO keywords on there. But I mean, you know, making it look prettier and prettier isn't going to work at all. Yeah. If, you know, it's not. I love some SEO. Like, let me tell you, I'm a big SEO fan because it kind of kind of books for you or, you know, it helps clients find you while you're sleeping rather than yeah. Instagram that you have to post on it every single day in order to keep those people coming back. So and I mean, kind of on the flip side too, like, oh, I marketed my business today. What does that mean? Did you mean you posted on Instagram and mm-hmm. hope people were going to find you? That I mean, yeah, they can find you. It's just then you have to do it again tomorrow and then the next day and the next day and the next day. And it's kind of like when you look at it that way, um, it's really overwhelming and exhausting. <laughs> yeah. It's the hamster wheel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have created this, this idea of a, a 15 hour work week. So let's talk about that. So that breaks down to essentially five days a week, you're working three hours a day. So how that in some people's mind, they're like, wait a minute, that doesn't seem like it's nearly enough time. Yeah. Obviously you've got some systems or processes in place. So let's kind of break down like what that means for you and your business and how you were able to get to that point. First of all, let me just kind of preface this by saying, I think it's important to know what your version of success looks like. So, you know, if you're wanting to, Hold on, let me back up there. I think yeah. it's important to kind of think about what your version of success looks like. For me, my version of success is making enough money to buy groceries, take my family on vacations. You know, maybe it's not necessarily six figures, which I've hit the six figure mark and I was like, okay, now what? You know, it wasn't everything I thought it was going to be. And so I had to take a, a like relook at my life and be like, what is it that I really want? And it was to actually work less, to hang out with my kids who are almost all going to be, I have one more year with my daughter and then she'll be in kindergarten. And then I'm, I kind of started making me a little sad. Like I want to spend this time with her, you know, and not be like, Oh, mommy's got to be on the computer right now. Mommy's got to work. Mommy's got to work. So my version of success might not look like a hundred thousand dollars plus anymore. It might look like being able to make enough money and still spend time with my kids and have free time. Hello. What's that? Like that is a new concept that I'm coming up with right now in my life. Um, <laughs> cause I haven't had a lot of free time in a long time. So what was your question again? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, let's talk about like how you are able to make that work and still be like successful in your business. Like I, I, and I do love that your idea of success is more time freedom. That was one of my big things. And one thing I've struggled with, like the idea of having time to just enjoy because mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we think like, oh, I'm doing this because I want to have more time with my family or I want to have more time to do the things I enjoy. But then you realize you're like, wait a minute, I'm not actually doing the things I enjoy. Like I love to read. I love to just like sit on the back mm-hmm. patio and read a book for an hour. And 
I one day I woke up and I was like, I can't remember the last time I like sat on the patio and read a book. So why yeah. am I not doing those things if the whole reason I built this business was to have more time for the things I love? And don't get me wrong, I do love working in my business. It is right. fun. It's exciting for me. But I also want to build in that time so that I can go and read a book or go have lunch with a friend or mm-hmm. go be at my kids' field trips or whatever. So how were you able to kind of scale back a little bit and still have that momentum in your business that keeps clients coming in? Well, the very first thing that I did, and this was about a year ago, whenever I went to my business coach and I was like, I am overwhelmed. I have no time to do anything because my kids are always home. They're underfoot. Um, I was mad at my kids for needing me. And so that was really frustrating for me because one, of course my kids need me. Um, And two, I'm like, how am I supposed to run this business whenever I'm also a mom? It just didn't feel possible. And so the first thing, the very first thing she told me was to um, uh, put my kitchen to bed. And I basically, I don't know if you've heard people say that where you clean up your kitchen Mm -hmm. at the end of the night. Um, And that was like, honestly, like sounds really simple, but it was a game changer for me. I did it before the kids went to bed and they would help me pick up the house and we would just clean the kitchen. We would just clean the house together. And then I would put them to bed and then I would have a couple hours that I could work before I went to bed and still able to go to bed at a decent time. So that really started this ball to start, like got this ball rolling for me to figure out where else in my life can I kind of fix my schedule, I guess you could say. So. I did a time audit. I for four or five days, I just wrote down every single thing that I did, like every little thing. Took the kids to school, um, made lunch, you know, worked, did this thing in my business, did that thing in my business, um, sent emails. Everything I did, I wrote it down, and then I went and I also wrote down like how long I was doing them for, just so I had a and I had an idea. And then at the end of those four or five days, I looked and I said, okay, well, what do I really not need to be doing? How can I group these things together? So if it was, um, you know, I'm a photographer. So if I was editing, then I'm like, how can I squeeze rather than doing 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there, 10 minutes there? How can I put it all together? How can I batch these things? How can I batch my um, Instagram posting, my email writing, my blog post, things like that? And then I just went in to see what could I outsource? What could I actually give to someone else that felt comfortable at the moment because I was not outsourcing anything a year ago, (laughs) which is really hard to believe now because I'm like, click a button, I outsource everything that I can outsource now and it's amazing. Um, Or that I feel comfortable with outsourcing, I guess I should say. Um, So then I did that and then what could I automate? I already had a lot of things in my business automated like emails, booking calendars and things like that. So um, that was already pretty much squared away for me personally, but I looked to see where else I could automate things like... um, my groceries. I decided to start doing an online grocery order and that really saved my life a lot. Um, so it's just kind of like doing a time audit and figuring out where I was spending my time, where I had free time and what did I not need to be doing anymore? Yeah. Okay. So a couple of things I want to touch on that I think you, that you brought up that are really good points is one, the time audit. So this I think is so helpful. I had um, a business coach years ago asked me to do the same thing. And so she had me for just five days straight, um, keep a running tally, like on the notes app on my phone of same thing. Like I dropped the kids off 15 minutes, um, went for a walk, 25 minutes, Mm -hmm. um, you know, whatever, did a little laundry, 20 minutes. And it, that alone was so eye opening of like, oh, I really am like, when I say I don't have time for something. It's that's not true anymore. Like I can see 
where I have, like where all my time, it's kind of like keeping track of your budget for your income and your spending, Mm -hmm. but it's, you're doing it for your time. And I always say that time is a currency, just like money is a currency. And if you're going to go in each month and track your currency of your finances, you need to also be doing it for your time. And I'm not saying keep track of it like that forever, Mm -hmm. but I do think that that is really eye-opening for a lot of people to be like, oh, okay, now like I can really see that there's a lot of spots where I could be either doing more or, oh, I was wasting all this time on X, Y, or Z. Um, And so that I think is really key. When you did that, did you just do it like writing it all down? Were there any like tips you have for someone who's like, oh, I need to be doing a a time audit for myself. Like, how did you kind of manage that? Like, how did you remind yourself like, oh, I need to keep track of this? Because it's it's hard. When you sit down, you're like, oh, I'm going to sit in car line and scroll Instagram. I need to make sure I take note of that. Like, it's not something we naturally or normally do. So how did you kind of make yourself do that for that time period? Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. I think part of the issue is if you don't make something a priority, then you're not going to do it. Like you're, it's easy to forget something that's not a priority. And so at that time, I really wanted this to happen. And so it was just priority. So it was something that I remembered to do. Um, you could every couple of hours, like set a note, like an alarm on your phone to go off and remind you. But then I bet you'll start forgetting some of the things that you were doing. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, like, oh, yeah. how long did I walk for? Or how long did it take me to do the laundry? I, I mean, so I think really what it boils down to is make it a priority, make it something that's important to you because you're going, yes, it's a pain in the butt to do that, to sit down and be like, okay, what am I doing now? What am I doing now? But it's only five days. And if you could save the rest of your life by doing that, it is it is more than worth it. You're serving yourself in the future by doing just five days of something that you don't really enjoy doing, right? Yeah. Well, and, and that's so like, it, it, yeah. Yeah, like the comparison of doing it with your finances is – it doesn't come naturally. You have, to, you have to kind of train yourself to do it. And again, like with the time when you're not doing it all the time, you're just doing it for a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. And I would say definitely do it at a time when it's kind of your most normal mm-hmm. block of yeah. days. Um, but then at the same time, like, so let's say with your finances, you're like, oh, I need to figure out where I can save money. So you go in, you're like, you realize, oh, I've been spending $500 a week on eating out three nights a week or four nights a week or five nights a week. So you go, <laughs> I need to cut back there. I think you do the same thing as you go in, you say, okay, I am spending 
four hours a week scrolling social media mindlessly, yep. not actually doing anything, just scrolling, I could probably <laughs> cut back on that. Or, oh, I thought editing was only taking me 30 minutes. It's really taking me an hour and a half because we have right, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> you time like lose to time for editing. <laughs> yeah. So well, the, the next thing oh, – go ahead. The funny thing you said, you said, because that's exactly what I found is that I was spending so much time on social media and I was like, holy cow, that was, I mean, I was spending like two to three hours a day, at least on social media. Who knows what I was doing? I don't know. Um, And that really got my wheels spinning. I'm like, okay, so, you know, if I did that, how many bookings did I get actually get from Instagram? And, you know, I used to actually get a lot of bookings from Instagram, but lately, you know, in the last couple of years, it's been a little less. And then I went and looked and I was doing a lead tracker to see where my, if where they were coming from Instagram, if my leads were coming from uh, my website or where they were coming, right. Or word of mouth. Um, and what I was finding is they were all pretty much coming from word of mouth and um, my website. Okay. So why am I not spending more time there? Why am I wasting seven to 15 hours a week on Instagram when I should be putting my time over here. And so that's something that happened when I was doing that time audit. And we were talking about, you were talking about time as a, um, as a currency that, that was, my time was very low dollar. I don't really even know yeah. the financial term for that one, but <laughs> what it was not paying off being on Instagram so much. And yeah. so I started putting my time into more important things that are going to have a better ROI or return of investment in this case, time investment rather than money investment. So, I mean, yeah, you'll, it'll be really eye opening for you to see what you should have been doing (laughs) or what you have actually been doing and how it's actually serving you. Yeah. And if you really look at like the people who have successful businesses that you might be looking up to 95% of them are not spending 10 hours a week on social media, <laughs> they're doing yeah. the other things in their business that are actually bringing in revenue. Well, and sometimes we'll look at people and like, wow, they have 10,000 followers. But then if you were to talk to them one-on-one in person and get like really like connected with them, like, so how's that going for you? You're like, oh, all I do is spend time on Instagram and like, it's just not serving me. And they will start you know, eventually they get smart and they start to change that, hopefully. But, you know, just because you've spent a lot of time on Instagram and you have 10,000 followers or whatever the golden number is right now, that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean you're getting clients. It just means people are clicking a follow button. And there's absolutely no heart that goes into clicking a follow button on social media. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. We could go on a whole like social media tangent. This but is not a social media episode. I know. <laughs> but so, don't get me started. <laughs> I know. It's a whole like rabbit hole I could go down as well. I have my strong feelings about it. So the (laughs) next thing you mentioned that I want to kind of go into is this idea of like batching or like block. I call it kind of like time blocking. Yeah. But I think that's really smart too. And again, this all, I think everything you talked about goes back to that audit of, okay, am I doing 10 minutes here and 10 minutes? Like I know for me, what I found I was doing when I first was home with my one-year-old was it was like, okay, I would sit down for 15 minutes and I would respond to some emails. And then I would get up and go do a load of laundry. And then I would sit down for 15 minutes while my daughter watched an episode of a cartoon and I would, you know, edit for a few minutes. And then we'd get up and we'd go play outside. Yeah. Yeah. And is. so I was like, same thing as you. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> why, why am I doing like it? Our brains, I don't think are designed to switch that quickly from one task to another. Like there's some study I listened to 
a podcast one time where they talked about that. Like our brains. 22 minutes to get yes. back into. So if you only spend 20 minutes in a task, yep. you're not really in it anymore. And so I know I'm like getting real excited about this. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. yes what you're about to say. I know it's you're, you. We literally aren't meant to multitask. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, you can't. You can't. It's not it. Moms are really good multitaskers, quote, quote, good yeah. multitaskers, which no, that means just we get nothing done because we just keep switching tasks. Yes. So sorry. Yeah. I got real, no, I got I real excited there. It, remi- it makes me think of like, um, you know, before you go work out, you're supposed to like warm your body up. Like you're not just supposed to like jump on a treadmill into a full sprint. You're supposed to like warm up into it. And that's exactly what our brains need when we switch tasks is they cannot just jump mm-hmm. from a full sprint on one thing to a full sprint on something else. You have to give it time. And we forget that like when we're just doing these little dots of time, we aren't actually accomplishing as much as we think we are. So how are you able to kind of look at and go, okay, I'm do, I have all these like little, little blips here where I'm, let's just say editing. I'm editing for 15, 20, 30 minutes at a time when really I need like a two hour block of time so how did you then combine those and find a way to make them? Because some entrepreneurs is going, I don't have two hours to sit. Like I, I don't. Yeah. So how do you, or what's your recommendation for someone who's like, I know I need to combine all these into one block of time, but how do I do that? That's a really good question. Well, first of all, I think when you think about it, right? Like, let's say I'm trying to think of like the, the people who are absolutely really have probably no schedule or their schedule is not their own right now. And I'm thinking of moms with toddlers at the moment. (laughs) I I am officially out of the life of mom is a toddler. I no longer have a toddler. My daughter goes to school a few days a week. So I know I can sit down and spend two hours a week or two hours a day or whatever time during the week to spend on one task, right? Because she'll be in school. Whether I actually let myself sit down and do that, that's another task or another (laughs) conversation completely but I'm trying to think of those moms that you really you really don't have that time nap time hopefully is when you can sit down and do it so you have to sit down look at your schedule as a whole and figure out where from that time audit is when you find this right where can I move things around so let's say during nap time you're you're doing laundry you're having some rest time you're cleaning the kitchen you're you know, sitting a couple of emails and then you'll edit for 15 minutes. Okay. Let's say your toddlers nap just one hour. I don't even remember how long toddlers nap anymore. <laughs> let's say it was one hour. So that was like five different things that you were doing in that moment. But could you have sat down and edited for that one hour? Okay. Well, then what do I do with my laundry and my dishes and stuff like that? Well, did you let them watch TV? Did you have to sit there and watch TV with them? Um, can they play with, can they color for a couple minutes on their own? Can they, you know, make a puzzle by themselves? And I'm not saying, you know, never play with your kids, of course, but there are some times when it's good for them to play on their own or <laughs> it's okay to give them some screen time every once in a while. Like I know some, there's like really big feelings about screen time. I don't mind screen time. I'm just yeah, going to put that out there. But <laughs> even if you don't, <laughs> yeah. if you don't screen time they are capable of playing for a few minutes while you throw in some laundry or, you know, it just think about how you're using your time. What can you do when your kid's awake versus when your kids are asleep? You know, and that's what I was doing. I was spending all my time cleaning when they were asleep for some reason, instead of when they were awake, because it's a lot easier for me to have brain power to clean with them awake 
even though they're probably destroying things as I go, right? <laughs> <laughs> than it was to sit down and try to like focus on writing an email when they're talking to me. So it's just, it takes a lot less brain power to do the dishes while they're talking to me than it does to write an email. So what can you move around in your, in your day? All that goes back to that time audit where you're starting to see where your time is spent. Yeah. Yeah. I, so one of the things that I really, I think this comes from when I was a teacher in the classroom, I saw so many kids who had no autonomy at all. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those things where I was like, my kids are going to understand what it means to have, to be able to do things on their own. Mm -hmm. And this is no shame to the moms that do this. But I think that as a society, we have put pressure on moms to be super moms, Mm -hmm. to be like doing something with their kids all the time. And if you're not coming up with these really, you know, creative crafts, or if you're not doing these really exciting, like elaborate obstacle courses in your living room, you're not a good mom. And I'm (laughs) sorry. And I'm just going to say, if you have little ears listening right now, mute for a second, that's bullshit. Like, we should not, as parents, feel like we have to be with our children all the time. They also need to that learn from age. a very young age how to do things on their own. And I see this like night and day with my oldest versus my youngest. So my oldest one was in daycare or school the whole because I was teaching full time when she was little. And there were when she was super little, she was with my in-laws multiple days a week. But she, from a very early age, has been very independent. Like we'll go and kind of do her own thing. Um, she likes to have people around and she likes to do things, but it's more of like, Hey mom, will you play this board game with me? Mm -hmm. Or Hey mom, can we go do this thing together? As opposed to like, if I say in the summer, Hey, I need an hour to go get these things done. She'd be like, okay, I'm going to go in my room and draw or read a book or do whatever. My youngest one, because she was home with me, she wanted a little bit more of like me time. And I felt that pressure to like be on with her all the time. And I had to remind myself all the time. I was like, no, it's okay. If I go, Hey, you're going to go watch Bluey for a few minutes yeah. and that's okay. <laughs> and I will be in the same space as you, but I'm going to be on the couch folding laundry, or I'm going to be in the kitchen doing this, or I'm going to be here beside you, but I'm going to have my laptop doing this other thing. Right. And she now has learned over time, like how to be autonomous, but it, it's, I think for all the moms listening just know it's okay if you are not at your child's side 24-7 if they are home with you. It's okay to go. They need to learn how to be independent so that you can get things done too. So Thank that's my like soapbox PSA for everybody. <laughs> I was trying to be a little sensitive. I'm like, oh, I don't know which direction we lean here because I, no. I mean I am totally on the same on the same board with you. Yeah. Hey, there we go. You're on the soapbox with me. I'm playing on the board game with you. I don't know. Yeah. Um, like yesterday I forgot that I was supposed to, um, send an email to my, my email list yesterday. And so at noon I was like, Oh man, I wanted to send this email out because I didn't task batch it. Right. This is my Mm -hmm. fault for not doing that before. So I should have done that. Um, and so I had to sit down and she wanted to, you know, play with me or color with me. And I was like, you know what? You want to work with mommy? You draw a picture right here and I'm going to sit at the table and I'm going to write this email while you're working. So we work together mm-hmm. um, and we'll do that sometimes. And she thinks it's fun. She just wants to be next to me. Yeah. And that's really, that's really all it is. She that's just wants to be near me. Yeah. In and, the vicinity. Yeah. Yeah. With my little no. one, I would do that. Like she thought it was so cool to like get to 
like sometimes I would just open a Word document and let her like type on my keyboard on my computer. And so I, when she was really little and I was working from home, I would bring like a little, one of those little plastic, like little tykes tables that she had in the playroom mm-hmm. I'd bring it into my office with a little chair. And I would set up a whole little desk for her. Like I would have some paper and I would have like a little cup with some like crayons in it that were her pens. And then I literally just out of like a shoebox, I kid you not, it was a shoebox that I cut up and I had like, um, the people listening to this won't be able to see this, but you know, these little like, um, keyboard covers Mm -hmm. so that looks like it has all the keys on it, but it's like a little sticky cover that goes. So I had several of these that I'd got like in a pack and I laid it across the shoebox and it was her computer. And so so she got to think that she was like working while I was working and mm-hmm. she felt so cool. And literally it was, it took no money, no time. I mean, a few minutes to make, but it made her feel like she could sit there for 30 minutes and, and work really draw and pretend to type Well, I did the same thing. And that made her day, you know, it's these little things. They don't need you like dropping everything for eight hours a day to spend time with them. They just want to know that they're near you. Yeah. So, okay. And- yeah, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, are, I don't mind them making a mess as long as they're quiet for a little bit. And so we'll do like kinetic sand and Play-Doh and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then I walk, you know, I look over and there's kinetic sand everywhere. And I'm like, it was worth it. It was yeah. worth it. I got, you know, yeah. I got to get something done. And that's, that's what I was talking about, making a mess as I'm trying to clean. Like, but, oh, another yeah. thing that I automate, I quote automate when I, I think it's really funny calling it this, is I have it like a Roomba. Oh, yeah. <laughs> every night I have to. <laughs> You know, we pick up the floor every night, and mm-hmm. so then my Roomba goes every night. And so that's how I automate cleaning my floor. <laughs> okay, so that's a perfect transition because that's the next thing I want to talk about was this idea of, like, outsourcing and automating. So what I had kind of – and it wasn't really – I don't know if I would call it, like, the light. But it was, like, this aha moment when you said this. And you were talking about automation. My immediate thought went to, like, automating things in your business. Mm-hmm. But then you were like, I automate my groceries and the Roomba. And I was like, well, duh. Like – we automate our personal lives to give us more time too. And this is another thing that's like, I don't know why we feel this way, but it's like, we feel guilty automating things in our personal life, like grocery delivery. So I love grocery delivery and it has its pros and cons. Obviously like it never fails. They swap something. I don't want them to, but whatever. But or if I it order saves a me- five pound bag of broccoli on accident, yes, that's on fine. Accident. Or what I thought was like a large package of thing is like one item, <laughs> but <laughs> and I'm like, well, crap, that didn't work out. Um, but the time, cause where I live, it takes me 30, 40 minutes to get to like a big name, like a Kroger grocery store. Um, and so for me to do a round trip, like grocery shopping, walk the aisles kind of thing, it's a two hour ordeal. And Mm -hmm. that's two hours of my day where if I can just go on to Instacart or I do Amazon fresh a lot of times, if I can spend 20 minutes ordering on there and have it delivered to my house that afternoon or the next morning, that means it's so much easier. And yeah, like there's a little fee associated with that. But to me, the gas money of driving somewhere and the time, again, my time is currency. If I can spend that $15 fee instead of having to spend it on gas or time, and I can make more money in my business because I automated that one thing, it's, it, it all comes out balanced to me. And yeah. so that was the thing I was like, yes, we need to be not only automating in our business, but automating in our household as well. So what are some of the other things that you automate in your life, business or personal? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, photographers, are you ready to make 2024 your best year yet? 
Growing a business is tough. You're following all the successful photographers and experts, soaking up their best advice and downloading all their free guides, trying to replicate their success only to come up lacking, blaming yourself when their methods don't work for you. But the truth is, it isn't you. Free content and one-size-fits-all courses can only get you so far. What you need is personalized help and guidance, but that can get expensive. Well, not anymore. I've created the perfect solution to get you personalized results for less than $2 a day. Introducing the Focus Photographer Lab, a one-of-a-kind coaching membership that gets you one-on-one results for a fraction of the cost of traditional coaching. Inside the lab, you'll find the three C's to success, classes, coaching, and community. With classes, you gain access to a treasure trove of pre-recorded trainings and invaluable resources. With coaching, you get monthly live trainings and Q&A sessions, along with my favorite part, the weekly one-on-one office hours, where we get to address your unique questions and challenges. And then there's the community, where you get to connect with an amazing group of talented female photographers who share your passion, supporting each other and inspiring each other to greatness. The best part is it doesn't come with an expensive one-on-one coaching price tag. You get all of that for just $47 a month. You can even try it for free for 14 days to make sure it's a good fit for you. And there is no contract and no obligation you can cancel at any time. So what are you waiting for? Head down to the show notes and click the link to learn more and get signed up today. And let's make 2024 our best year yet. So we kind of eat the same food for dinner every week and lunch every single week. And so my grocery list, you know, um, like on Kroger, when you go mm-hmm. on there, it's like buy again. I go, oh, yeah, mix, so mix, great. Mix. It's basically the same thing. So I don't have to like use that brain power to go through and like, what am I going to have this week? What am I going to have this week? We'll change it up, or, up every few weeks. But then I have like a solid three weeks where we're going to eat the same thing again. Sounds boring. Um, and it is, but I'm also trying to eat healthier. So it's really beneficial in that way. Um, and then well, and I want like, to say something really quick on that because yeah. I have always like as a kid growing up, my mom made dinner every night for the most part. And it was always like a big to do. It was like, you know, chicken breast with rice and a salad and then like a little fruit salad for, or whatever. It was a big thing. And so I coming into adulthood and parenthood was like, oh, we have to have like these like three course meals and it has to be like something we have to change it up all the time. And then I was reading an article one time and it was about this, this mom. And she was like, when my te- my daughter's teacher asked her something like, what's a tradition your family has that you, that you really enjoy. And her daughter said Friday night pizza night. And she was like, Oh my gosh, I Friday night pizza night is literally just like, I'm done for the week. Let's order pizzas and have like, we're going to have like basically like a floor picnic in the living room and watch a movie or something and have pizza. And she's like, it was a thing of like, just out of convenience, but it became this thing that my kids like really latched onto and looked forward to. And so that helped me to kind of let go of this idea of like, Hey, if we have spaghetti night every Tuesday night or whatever, like that's a tradition that we're creating. It's something my kids are going to associate with like comfort and, you know, home cooked meal and sitting on the table together and all that kind of stuff, as opposed to, Oh, I need to have these big gourmet yeah, fancy meals or whatever. So anyway, that was one of the things like the whole, like plan your meals and have like a two week rotation of meals is totally fine. I think that's yeah. super smart. 
I mean, and my kids are really picky. And so when we find something that works, we go and stick with it because yeah. otherwise I'm making five different meals and I'm not doing that anymore. I, I used to. I used to make a different meal for me and my husband and then the kids. And I was like, we're not doing this anymore. So no. we just worked on finding something that the kids eat. Um, and they pretty much eat every meal with us now. And that's like a huge uh, one burden off of my shoulders. And also just like it's something that I never thought would happen for us. But it did. And they're mostly yeah. healthy. So I'm really, really yeah. proud of that. But you wanted to know what else I kind of like automate yes. in my life. Um, I wish, I wish I could automate or outsource, I guess, someone cleaning my house, but it's just not in the, in the budgets these days right now, but one day that's going to be in there, but you could, you could automate or outsource having mm-hmm. someone else clean your house or mow the lawn or whatever. But I have three built in house cleaners who make really big messes, but <laughs> I am teaching them to clean up because I am teaching them life skills. And so I have, we have really started teaching them to unload the dishwasher for us and, you know, clean up their own toys or clean up, you know, we're really trying to get them into helping us. My next thing this summer is to get them to help me learn to start cooking a little bit. Oh yeah. That's a big game changer. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's right now it's kind of a lot of work to teach them to do that, but I know that once they kind of get that habit down, it does make my life a little easier. Um, and so that's the, the thing that we're focusing on right now is, and of course, if you don't have kids that are of that age, you know, start teaching them when they're young. <laughs> yeah, give them a broom. <laughs> when those little, um, those little tiny vacuums that were like little light for handy kids. vac things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever, whatever you can do to start teaching them now, because your life will be a lot easier when they yeah. start yeah. doing it on when they're older. <laughs> yeah. One of the things I tried for a while, and I didn't stick with it because it it almost became just one of those things. It's like it sounds really great, but there's a company nearby us that does like they will do your laundry for you. Oh, so yeah. they have a thing where it's like Monday morning you leave two laundry baskets on your porch with all your dirty clothes, and then by Wednesday morning they have them back on your porch, like in in your laundry, like folded and ready to put away. And yeah. it was I was like, this is so smart. Um, it became one of those things where like both of my kids play sports. And so I was like, I, I was still doing laundry anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so it didn't quite work. But if you are someone who it's like, maybe it's just you and a significant other, or y'all just have like a little baby and you just need somebody to like wash all of the onesies and stuff every once in a while. Like it's a good idea, even like just once a month to say, I'm going to do one giant load of laundry and I'm going to outsource that. <laughs> that helps you. Um, but I was like, it's a really smart idea. And that's the thing too, is like, I'm going to flip this around for a second um, and kind of go a little off tangent. But if you're looking to make extra money, these kinds of things, the things that we're talking about, people automating or outsourcing are all things that you can start offering to do to make extra money. Like if you're someone who's like, oh, no, I love doing laundry. Like I think it's so like calming and I can like put on a show and fold laundry and do all the things. Offer to do it for your friends and have them pay you for it and make some extra money. Like that's a smart little side gig as well because there's people like us who are like, no, please do my laundry for me. Do it, please. Yes. <laughs> the Well, I started my kids folding their own – well, no, let me back up. I started my kids around five. They've all started putting their own clothes away at five. And the day that I realized – it was pointless to fold my kids' clothes <laughs> was the day my life changed. Yes. What, what, what do they do? You you know, you put the clothes in the drawer and you fold it. It's all nice and neat. And they go in there and they're like, ah, and they pull it all out. And you're like, oh, my gosh. So I stopped folding their clothes or, mm-hmm. you know, I stopped folding their clothes and putting it away. They put their clothes away. But I don't make them fold it either because I'm like, you're just going to tear it up. I don't care. It's in the drawer. We're good. That's yeah. 
I don't even fold my own clothes. Like yeah. my t-shirts get thrown into a drawer and then I, you know, shake them out. Dig through. <laughs> I yeah. pull them out and that's, that's, that's good for me. <laughs> I'm telling you, like my oldest one, she's gotten to wear, so she's the 11 year old now. She's gotten to wear, like, she doesn't like it when I do her laundry because she has a system and she's gotten mm-hmm. to where like, she likes to have things like she told someone the other day, she was like, oh, when my mom puts my, cause sometimes I will take it and I'll just lay all their shirts, like in a big stack on the couch. And then I go transfer them to their beds. Yeah. And like a big stack of shirts. Here's your stack of pajamas. Here's your stack of whatever. And then you just go put them away. Most of the time they do the take it out of the dryer and put it away. But sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, I need the dryer. Let me just get this done. But she was like, yeah, I like to have my like short sleeve shirts and long sleeve shirts separated from each other. And my mom just puts them all into one big pile. And I was like, okay, well then you are on your own sister because I I don't care. Um, But that's also a moment when you're like, yeah, she's been doing her laundry since she was probably five or six years old. And same as you, like it started with me saying like, okay, I'm going to, we're going to fold these together and then you go put them away. And I have my kids hang as much as possible because that yeah. way we don't have to worry about it being crammed in a drawer somewhere. Yeah. Um, or we have like baskets on their shelves. They just toss things into baskets. Um, but yeah, it's little things like that. And like the cooking thing, like my kids make their own lunches each day. Like they have designated spots where it's like you have to have at least these three from these three categories in your lunch, but then you go decide what you want to put in your lunch. Um, I, I think it's going back to the whole idea of like, we don't have to be with our kids 24 seven. We also need to teach them how to survive in the world without us. And that can yep. start at a really young age. And it saves our sanity first. Like I used to think, oh, I'm such a bad mom because I don't make my kids lunch. And there were times my kids took crap for lunch. Like, I mean, actual, like I was like, I didn't even check her lunchbox. She probably has a couple graham crackers and some Nutella. Like yeah. <laughs> that's her lunch. I was like, I'm such a terrible mom. But I was like, no, I'm not a terrible mom. I am a, a good I'm helping her like learn lessons herself, you know, like, so we need to reframe what it means, in my opinion, for us to be good moms and good, like entrepreneurial examples of what it means to be a woman building a business at the same time. Do I mean, right there, just off that, like that whole paragraph that you said, we could talk about another reason why I don't like social media. And it's because it just makes you feel like a terrible parent because you're not doing it the way someone down the street's doing it, right? Like, yeah. how do you, what kind of mom do you want to be? I want to be a mom who has like really independent kids who can go outside and play for three hours because that's, there is nothing wrong with my kids playing outside for three hours mm-hmm. as long as they're hydrated and fed and then coming inside, grabbing their own snack and going back outside. The days that my kids play outside literally all day are the days that I'm like, I feel like I'm winning as a parent. Yeah, you've like, done something right. Yeah, yeah it's amazing, you know? Yeah, so. I agree. I mean, yeah, that's a whole other – like I have a whole philosophy around kind of this free-range parenting and like letting them have make their own choices and, and, and learn natural consequences. And mm-hmm. so like the thing with the lunch, like, yeah, my kid took graham crackers and Nutella for lunch one day. Well, the, la- the natural consequence was – by one o'clock, she was starving to death, you know? And she, yeah. and so her teacher was like, yeah, she ate three bags of goldfish for snack. And I'm like, well, that's because she didn't pack a good enough lunch, you know? Um, and so little things like that. I don't think she's ever done that again. Now she knows to fix a turkey sandwich to go with those graham crackers and Nutella, you know? <laughs> yeah. A little bit more. Well, I like to, my, I, my kids buy lunch at school. Um, yeah. We do that too. That. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think just bottom line, like when it comes to parenting and doing this whole, like running a business and being a mom, you just do what works best for you. 
and that you feel confident in the fact that you're raising good kids, you are able to get things done for yourself. And it's okay if it doesn't look like what I'm doing, what Brittany's doing, what anyone else on the internet's doing. It's what works for you and your family. And so I think that's just kind of, we need to have more of that in the world. I totally agree with you. Well, Brittany, thank you so much. This is, I mean, there's a million different little side conversations we could have had today on this, on this chat, but um, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your insights and helping us to kind of hone in our time and be more productive in our days, get more done and feel like we are getting ahead in our business and not just kind of struggling to keep our head above water. Um, Let everybody know where they can find you, how they can follow you, what you have for them that might be able to help them a little bit more. I am on Instagram, even though, even though I had a lot to say about Instagram, I like to connect with people and have conversations, um, in the DMS and things like that. So if you want to find me on Instagram, you can find me, um, at Brittany Renee underscore photo. Are you going to link it later? Or should yes. I spell it'll it? all be in the show notes. Yes. I have a yeah. weird spelling on my name, so I always have to spell it for people. So Brittany Renee underscore photo, oh, photo. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm on Instagram and then I have a podcast as well. It's for photographers specifically. It's called Capture the Chaos. And if you want to know exactly what to be doing in your business to work 15 hours a week or less, I have a little freebie offer that you can download. It's a PDF and it breaks down exactly what to do, how long to be doing it. Um, and then also I go into a little bit more on that time audit that I did. Um, so if you want that freebie, I'm sure you will also. <laughs> yes, it will be in the link. show notes. So you can grab that in the show notes as well. Yeah. And my website is BrittanyRenee.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This has been such a fun conversation and I appreciate you coming on and spending your time. And yeah, go grab all those links in the show notes, guys. They're down there for you to go and follow her on Instagram. Check out her freebie for you. Follow her. Go check out her website. Um, tell her you heard her here on the podcast and we will talk to you soon. Thank you so much.